Yeah, I think when uh, when you talk about these warning signs, you, you know, these are the situations where someone is, you know, feeling good, feeling good, and then all of a sudden they have an acute onset of symptoms. And so that's, you know, a warning sign of, of a heart attack is, is kind of the, what we'll talk about here. Um, and that's, that's the most dangerous situation that can lead to a cardiac arrest that can be fatal. So the, the warning signs you want to look for are, you know, if you start noticing at rest that you have um, a chest tightness or pressure in your chest, the feeling of somebody squeezing your chest, sitting in your chest, those are, those are kind of the, the warning signs that sound cardiac in origin uh, when you're talking about chest pain. And then um, abrupt onset shortness of breath. If you all of a sudden become sweaty and have a cold sweat for unclear reasons or become nauseous associated with this, um, if that chest tightness and chest pain kind of radiates up into your jaw, goes into your shoulders, goes toward your back, um, these are all warning signs that uh, something abruptly is changing inside your heart that could be very, very dangerous. And in that situation, we don't encourage you to kind of wait on it, shake it off, sleep it off, try to sleep it off. We say, look, if this happens more than five, ten minutes and it's not resolving, um, then you really need to get on the phone with 911 and give them a call. Um, and, and don't don't just call someone to come pick you up. Really call an ambulance to come get you because in that situation, if you go into cardiac arrest, you don't want to be in someone's passenger seat. You don't want to be driving. You don't want to be in an ambulance getting treated. Justin, so oftentimes we'll hear about someone standing up and getting a little lightheaded, and sometimes people say, oh, lack of water, I need more hydration, or I've overworked myself. But can dizziness also be a warning sign when we talk about heart health? Sure, it can. You know, in the setting of those symptoms, um, yeah, dizziness, certainly lightheadedness can be one of those. You start to feel woozy. You start to feel your heart racing. Um, that's a sensation people feel a lot that can lead to that lightheadedness. Um, and certainly if you have an episode where you have some symptoms like this, lightheadedness or chest pressure, shortness of breath, and you pass out on the floor and then kind of wake up um, and you don't know what happened or somebody sees you pass out and wake up, um, that is a very dangerous situation as well, depending on your risk factors and your age, and certainly something that needs to be checked out, um, and because that could be one of the first signs that you're having something going on in your heart as well. With us is Dr. Justin Dunn, cardiologist with Summa Health System. Justin, are there different warning signs for women and men? Yeah, women often um, present a little bit differently. You know, sometimes women don't have chest pain at all. You know, everybody talks about the classic chest pain during a heart attack, um, that classic sensation of somebody sitting in your chest or, or squeezing your chest. And sometimes women just say, look, I, you know, I never really felt that. I just started feeling short of breath all of a sudden and nauseous. And so they, they, don't, they think, well, I didn't have any chest pain, so it must not be my heart. It must be something else. But certainly uh, if you have that sensation of all of a sudden you, you, you can't quite catch your breath and you're, and you're sweating, you're nauseous, women often get those more uh, than men do. Men tend to have the more classic symptoms, chest pain radiating down the arm. And so, you know, sometimes um, uh, women's heart attacks get missed and they don't come in until late. So, uh, sure, there are situations where, especially as women get older, um, based on their physiology and hormonal makeup, et cetera, they can have a little bit different warning signs. And so, yes, the chest pain is not necessary to have, and sometimes women present a little bit differently. So just kind of be aware of that. Justin, a lot of people, when we talk about movement and exercise and you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand that that's good for your health. But there's a lot of people who will get up there and, and say, you know what, I'm at this age. I just can't go do that anymore. And they might not realize the movement that they do, whether it be outside gardening or just a simple walk around the block, is some movement that we need for that heart health for us. So I thought maybe you could talk about the keys to movement and exercise on how important that you look at that from your perspective when we talk about heart health. 
Yeah, I think if there's if there's one big takeaway message from this uh, this month, Ray, it's uh, it's that you know movement and exercise is kind of the fountain of youth. It, it has it has a positive impact on essentially every risk factor for cardiac disease. And it, you don't have to get up and go for a five mile run every day. If you can, that's fantastic. Um, but you know, some people have uh, as they get older, like you said, they have bad knees. They um, they get arthritis. They have back problems, and so. Um, you, you really need to, to work with your physician, work with a, you know, a physical therapist, work with um, somebody that you trust that's a, that's a medical professional that can help you find an exercise regimen that works for you because it is critical that you continue to do this throughout your life. The moment that you stop moving and exercising and become sedentary, all these risk factors become worse. All these other risk factors start to spiral down. Even your arthritis and your back pain start to get worse, and it just kind of gets in a spiral that leads to um, adverse outcomes and kind of shortens people's lives. So even just getting up during, uh, you know, like you said, Ray, going for a walk around the block, um, being active in your house, going up and down stairs if you can. Um, if, you have, if you have joint problems, try to find a facility uh, you know, insurance companies pay for gym memberships now, you know, look into that, silver sneakers, et cetera, where you can go get access to a pool, which is very low impact on the body. So, you know, it does take some creativity as we get older. We can't kind of do the things we used to do, but it is critical that we maintain that uh, that exercise regimen and that movement. With us is Dr. Justin Dunn, again, cardiologist with Summa Health System. He's been kind enough to join us during this month of February. The other aspect with when we talk about heart health that I wanted to mention and revisit uh, Justin is knowing your numbers when we're talking about uh, cholesterol and triglycerides and your blood pressure and stuff that's really a key in knowing where you are with your heart health absolutely one of the interesting things and one of the scary things about cardiovascular disease and one of the reasons it's the number one killer in the world uh, is that it sneaks up on you you know um, you don't feel high cholesterol you don't feel high blood pressure and the high blood pressure and cholesterol that cause cardiovascular problems uh, they are a chronic problem, um, and they build up in your uh, the cholesterol builds up in your your arteries over time over many years, and the high blood pressure you know can affect cause damage in the vessels over many years. That those things are often irreversible, and you don't know you have them until you have your first cardiac event. And so it is critical that even as early as your teens and your twenties, uh, you know what your cholesterol levels are, know what your blood pressure is, have a check routinely so you know if it's going up and know whether you need to get treatment for that from a pharmacologic standpoint. Do you need to be on medications? Uh, another thing you should know is your family history. Did your mother or father or brother or sister have a heart attack at a young age in their 40s and 50s? You know, did they have bypass surgery in their 40s? That's something that you might be looking at in your life. And, uh, you know, that's an unfortunate thing people have to deal with. They get a bad genetic makeup that they have to then overcome. But it is critical that you know that up front so that then we as, as clinicians and as physicians can say, look, you have increased risk. We have to be more aggressive in your situation early on to prevent that first heart attack or stroke. Justin, also wanted to go really down the path that you have some expertise in with you being a cardiologist, and that's looking into the area of the medical advancement that we've had as far as surgeries when we have different heart health problems and the advancement we've made in all different procedures. Yes, you know, um, fortunately, we have come a long way in this arena. Um, you know, it used to be back in the old days when someone had a heart attack, we, we kind of just had to put them on bed rest and watch them and kind of hope for the best. Um, and over the last several decades, we've been very fortunate to have, have several advances where 
when someone does have a heart attack now, you know, if they do have these risk factors, if they do get in a situation where um, they have their first event um, or have an event, we can, we can often treat them um, relatively quickly and with technology that's not too disruptive to their life. I mean, um, we still use bypass surgery in situations, um, and that is something that we, we think is important for patients. Um, but we do have technologies now where we can just make tiny little needle sticks in their wrist or in their groin and go up with wires and <clears throat> little balloons, and we can open vessels up that are blocked and put little metal stents in there, whatever needs to be done. And it can be relatively um, minimally invasive for the patient. And we can get it done fairly quickly within a matter of minutes in some cases. And so that technology has been fantastic to save lives on the back end. Um, and, you know, medication advancements as far as blood thinners, antiplatelet therapies, cholesterol medications that are, that are life-saving with are initiated early on. Um, these have all been life-saving uh, advancements. And it's fantastic that we can do this. Uh, but I will reiterate, Ray, that what we want to do is prevent patients from getting to that point in the first place by doing things upfront, um, being educated on programs such as this one where they learn how to control their risk factors, learn what the risk factors are, and really try to prevent getting into our cath and getting into our OR. Yeah, and Justin, you and I have spent a lot of time this last month uh, talking about the, the warning signs and tips and all that, and it seems like a lot of times we're talking about the elderly getting up there. But I think what we've seen, and I'll let you expand here because I know in my little circle, there was an acquaintance of mine who had a heart attack a few months ago and passed away. And he was in his early sixties. And some people may say, wow, that's young uh, for having a heart attack and passing away. And, and, you know, go back in time, people were having heart attacks in their forties and fifties. So advancement is there, but Still pay attention, right, Justin, to all of these warning signs and all of your heart health, no matter what age you are. Absolutely, Ray. You know, your friend is an unfortunate case where, you know, we do see young people have these events. And, um, you know, the, the scary thing is, that, you know, we see heart attacks in, 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 in any adult. Um, and it, it, the, the risk does increase over time. But when we do see heart attacks in patients in the 30s and 40s and 50s as well, they're not as common, but when they do happen, Ray, these patients um, are not, they have not built up plaque in their arteries. They have not had um, risk factors for years. They've had risk factors for less time. And so their body's less conditioned to having any kind of disease inside their heart. And so we call that kind of ischemic preconditioning, where over time, if you build up plaque in your arteries, you kind of get used to it. And so if you do have an event, your body's somewhat prepared for it. And so sometimes the heart attack is a little bit less um, dangerous and so they can often get medical attention but then a young person that has no preconditioning and they don't have a lot of blockage in their arteries and then boom all of a sudden one of their arteries shuts down and their body's not ready for that since they're such a young uh, young patient those are the patients that often come in in, in a catastrophic state and cardiac arrest and and those are those are really unfortunate situations that we see all too frequently and so it is critical you know like i said in your in your 20s by age 20 um, really, really know your cholesterol, know your numbers, know your high blood pressure, know if you have high blood pressure, uh, really try to learn early on what your risks are. 